Dave Chappelle show. They were. Point. They were. Uh, so, your car, it had a really interesting smell. Um, is that the new feature for rideshare rants? Are you- well, not the children. They've just been in the car, and they don't clean up after themselves. Oh. I, you know. I probably is that what happens? French fries, peanut butter. Okay. okay. Not milk anymore, because they're walking upright now, but... It could be a number of things. I don't think fruit snacks generate a smell no, because they, they just turn into like fossils. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Starting this episode kind of dry. All right, so um, well, because the fruit snacks dried out. No, I just I, you know, I ordered an Uber. Weird that you showed up. Oh my gosh! Then, <laughs> <laughs> talk about rideshare rants. And but the car had a very interesting. Not all jokes aside, but the car had a very interesting smell. Why? Why is that? Uh, you mean outside of dirty children? Yeah, like it had like a baby powder kind of smell. Is that a new thing or something? Like I bought. Um, well, actually, the reason that I used the smell was because. Well, I'm not gonna. It's a a graphic reason. Oh. Just, just say that. Um, there was a stomach ache that resulted in bad smells in the car. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. And uh, I don't know, a few days prior, I had bought some, uh, I don't even know what you call it, I guess air freshener. Yeah, like Febreze or something like that? Or? It, tech, I mean, supposedly, well. Those car vent ones? I guess Febreze is just an air freshener. You're not supposed to use it to clean things. No. Um, that's why they don't ask me to do chores. Um, anyway. We don't, hold on, let's, before we dive into it, let's. Who doesn't ask you? They don't ask who not to do chores. Production. My wife doesn't no, ask I mean, me. Well, she does ask me to do chores, and then she gets upset about it because not only do I do them late, I do them poorly. Um, and you are? Well, I'm Will. And uh, this is Head Above Hypocrisy, and this episode is How to Upset Your Wife. <laughs> I feel like that should be on Dad's Corner, your other podcast. Well, that's very simple. All you have to do is go to sleep and then wake up. And you finished. Oh, okay. Just stay alive during that time. Yeah, also. Well, it, I think they I heard all dying just, during that time. It also pissed them off too. Maybe, but I know, mine's left. Well, it depends on what kind of insurance you've got. Podcast for a different story. Um. So it, you know, if you've got a good policy, then mm. that might be the one thing you did right. Mm. Mm. And of course, you won't get to hear about it. So right, you'll you'll die thinking if you, you did everything wrong. But you know, that's why people get married. And that's the end of this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, no, so stomach ache, graphic story. No, I just smelled funny in the car. So I, I uh, instead of just parking with all the windows down and making it smell like outside, I had um, I went to the car wash and this dude from somewhere in the south because he had a drawl that um, prevented me from understanding every I don't know two to third word. Um, but he had a compelling sales pitch and, um, I tried to buy one and he sold me two for the price of one. Wait, he sold you two for the price of one? Yeah. Can I see these air? Can you drop your intro and show me the air freshers? Um, I mean, I would have to take them out of the car and I want them to stay in the car so I don't lose them. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll take a picture of them and I'll send it to you because, you know, it's 2022, man. You gotta embrace the technology. Um. But you're not on social media, so you might not understand how to send images. So what I'm going to do is go Google the instructions on how to use your Android, which, you know, in and of itself makes you old because, you know, no one born this century has an Android. Shout out to Apple.
shout out to Target where you can purchase Apple products from should you so choose. And don't make the choice of choosing an Android because it will, you know, date you as an individual. Is that what that email you got immediately was from Apple? It was. Oh, wow. Was. And I don't even have an Apple email address. So I don't know how they did that, but they are. Well, I mean, tricky pod- people over there. Your podcast, Dad Corner, it is hosted exclusively on Apple. Armageddon. When Apple and Disney get together, it's in the world. Sorry. Wait, wait, um, no, I, I mean, that's not the promo I meant, but um, I didn't get the same promo notes. Uh Dad's Corner on Apple Podcasts. Uh, anyways, yeah, yes, the yeah. art of selling things. Did you have to sell yourself to get on that, or no, no? It's just you gotta have an email address. Um, so, which is you don't have to sell anything. I've had to be. I well, if you got the job before, you probably supposed to have had been sold something. And I'm not good at selling things. Yeah. Um, no, well, I can if I genuinely think the thing that I'm selling is worth it, but I can't just like, I couldn't be like a used car salesman. Oh, okay. I can't like, there's some people that can just sell. Like, right. They just, you know, I'm, I'm a hustler, right? I can sell water to a whale. I could sell. What know. makes them a good seller? Like the gift of gab, the charisma level. Well, probably times a 20. combination of things. So, you know, and there's different types of salesmen or sales people. I don't want to upset the alphabet, um, but there's different approaches. So, you know, it just, it, I don't think there's a one size fits all kind of uh you know uh, personality trait Can't or do the strong arm approach to like well, you know, just like you need this. It's I know you know it's not necessarily if you're outgoing then you'll make a good salesman or if you know if you're a good conversationalist you'll mm. make a good salesman. I think okay. that you need a combination of skills. Like you also need to be able to read people relatively well, right? Mm. Like to, I think to truly be a good salesman, um, you have to be. I think I think being what is it socially intelligent. I think just in general probably would would lend its skills to to sales but you know again there's so many different ways to sales right. to sell stuff and it depends on what you're selling right um but I do I do appreciate a good like a knowledgeable sales pitch or an honest like an honest hustle right like this dude was at the car wash with a box of, of smells talking to people trying to sell stuff and you know it was his brother supporting black business if you will um so it just i i can if you catch me in the right mood and i happen to have you know a little spare cash in the old checking account then because these days they got venmo and paypal and cash my my used default answer to anybody that asked me to buy anything not inside of like a store well i don't have any cash and now but no i got a square i got venmo i got (laughs) apple pay they're ready for you you just oh, gotta be like, I'm poor. Well, <laughs> so what makes the difference between, because we touched up on it many episodes ago, I recommend people go check it out, uh, where we were talking about people that kind of, I think that some kid tried to hustle 50 or somebody out of buying extra candy. Oh, bars. it was some rapper. I, I, don't, I don't think, it might have been 50. I don't know. It was some, yeah, it was some rapper. Right. And like, it, it, I don't know that it was 50 though, because it was somebody that walks around with like a ton of cash. Oh, it's Floyd Mayweather maybe. Somebody. It was. It was. I'm pretty sure it was a rapper, but Fifth doesn't walk. He's he's past that, right? Like he's still an internet troll, but he's you know he's got a bank account. He don't right. walk around with cash in his pocket. So somebody would just. But it was some. It was a, a younger. It, it could have been. It was somebody younger, but yeah. it was you know and walking around somewhere right with more cash than any you know responsible person should have on hand at any given time. Walked up to the kids. I guess walked up to him trying yeah. to sell cookies or ice cream, whatever they were selling. And he was like, how much are they each? 
And they said, $2 or something. Like, how many do you have? And they were like, we got 60 of them. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. And it was like a, a simple little math problem. He was like, all right, well, I'll buy all of them. And they were like, they looked at each other. The kid was like, uh, $500 or something. Gotcha. And he was like, well, nah, like, what's, right, <laughs> what's right. two times 60, right, so bro? Was the kid like it's a $120. <laughs> <laughs> was the kid a bad like, salesman or just overambitious? I mean, I think there's, again, I think there's a lot, there are multiple points of failure here, right? Like, had he just been good at math, his sales pitch would have been irrelevant. Because it sounds like, (laughs) according to, you know, rapper McGee, he he would have blessed him, if you will, if he'd have just been honest with him. Like, all right, well, I'll buy the whole box and here's an extra 200 or whatever it was. But he tried to get over on him, so he bought, I think, exact, I think he bought one. He's like, all right, well, here's $2 for one, I'm out or whatever. You know, teach him not to lie to people. Um, So... I feel, and if he was either better at math and just honest, or if he were a better salesperson, if he were a better salesman, he was a little boy. Um, so hopefully the alphabet doesn't get upset because just, he, he, no, I got you. Uh, yeah, but you, you it, what it was. Yeah. so if he were a better salesman and was more self aware, knew he was bad at math, then he would have steered away from answering like how much they are. They were like, well, right, I, you know, right, I got right. two for a dollar, three for seven. You know, if you start talking real fast, then the math, you know, the people, get caught off guard like wait i was trying to make you do math now i got the, there's three for five two for so then if i divide by four carry the six how much are they into you know what here's two hundred dollars man <laughs> so the, you know car wash guy a fast talker um i don't know if he was a fast talker or if he just caught me in the i mean he was he was talking kind of fast but again there was a southern drawl so i couldn't i don't know if it was fast or if i was just listening slow you know you never <laughs> But it it was it was a situation where like there wasn't a lot of room for for like manipulation and like okay. for him to like lie to me about anything. Like maybe he didn't come. Maybe the 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 journey was not as tumultuous as he made it seem. Right. right like maybe right. he didn't ride in a train with one blanket and mix the things by himself with like random smells he found. I hope not. I, yeah, right. Like, and again, <laughs> I, it, I don't even know that that was how dire the story was. I couldn't understand everything. Right, but. He was not from here, obviously, right, right, and this was his thing, right? Like, this is what he sells. He's been working on these different smells, and he, he had the smells of his, his area, you know, whatever southern place mm-hmm. he was from. And then, like, I guess black ice is a popular smell out here, according to, ice. I don't know. I thought it was the tattoo show, but, um, that that's black, black correct. Black uh, ice, I thought was that thing that's like on the road. That well, then I thought it was a, one of them crash. stripper turn rappers, rap stripper. You know how they, there's like a whole wave oh. of, but that's ice spice. Oh. Not black ice because she's she yellow. Nah, she looked like I don't know if SpongeBob and the squirrel made a girl, a woman. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna look her up later during the break. So, anyways, yeah. So, um, what's the the, the so his his sales pitch? It was believable because there wasn't room for a lot of room for lies, right? Like you go to like you get a used car salesman, they're trying to get you to not look at the mileage, they're telling you like you know the tires are great, it, it's it's brand new, old lady drove it, and then you know it's it's this you're the sixth owner and it's been in eight accidents, right? Like, um, so like that's the difference between like I guess for me like a good salesman is is you know quick. Maybe embellishes a bit, but doesn't intentionally mislead you to buy an inferior product or something that you genuinely don't need or can't use, right? Mm. Like they're, they're just trying to, you know, sell their thing, right? And to that, and, and again, they may not even be intentionally misleading you. They might just believe in their stuff so much that they're blind to the, the few downsides, 
And that's fine. That's that's genuine, right? And I can I can appreciate that. I can appreciate someone who has built something and is trying to sell it on their own, you know, on their own two feet. This is my hustle. And like maybe you'll see him on Shark Tank, the best smelling, you know, car scent guy from you know, Sugarville, Mississippi, or wherever he was from. But it, you know, it was it was honest, it was genuine. And again, he caught me in the right mood. Sometimes, like if I'm late or something, like if I was I had to go pick up the kids from school, like I had yeah, I had the time that I had the time that day. Um, so I, I heard him out, and I, was, I, I made up my mind half, like halfway through. It's like you know, it's like women deciding if they're gonna sleep with you. Like I knew I had to way before he was done. All right, I'm gonna buy one as long as it's not a crazy price. Like I'm willing to spend like twenty twenty five dollars on this dude because everything costs more than I used to be. Like I spend ten dollars, but now you got to probably spend about twenty twenty five dollars yeah, to really support someone, someone, yeah, at yeah, bare yeah. minimum, right? And so I was like, all right, I buy one of these things. And then he was like, he did like, well, yeah, I'm doing, I usually do this, that, and the third. So I'll do, I'll do you for, I think I was going to buy one for 20. He gave me two for 25. Um, and you know, I felt I, I may or may not have ever used them had I not had, you know, had the situation in the car with the mm-hmm. smells and such. Um, but it was more so I appreciated his, his mission, his hustle, his presentation. So I was buying that. Like the product was, could have been, he could have been selling tube socks or, you right. know, sacks, peanuts, whatever. It was more, I was buying, I was buying the, the sales pitch more than I was buying the product. The product happened to have a use. So that was great. But like I, I was more so supporting him than like the product was secondary. Okay. I feel you. Well, so that's one of those you need kind of products. Or not you need, but he was in the right location, kind of that. Right, it makes sense, right? Like people want that like you're you're cleaning your car, you right. want your car to smell nice. And if your car like I it was the electric cars, it's still new. I was just trying to keep new car smelling this. I hadn't put any smells in it yet gotcha. because that you know, I you keep that as long as you can. Um, but then, you know, I ate a little too much Hispanic. So you touched upon the uh, the like the lemon salesman that right. sells you. What about those people that are like the ones that sell those terrible homes. Like, they're flipping houses. The houses are terrible. They're gutted inside. Meth lab, maybe. <sighs> See, that's the thing. I guess that's the difference between, like, a house flipper and, like, a genuine real estate agent, right? Like, I feel like your genuine real estate agent is a good salesperson. Somebody's just flipping houses is doing just that, like, right? Like, it's, they're, it's, they're it's selling hard, houses. Right? That's a sell? They're selling houses the way you sell drugs, right? Like, they're selling it like it's a diseased animal or something. And, like, it's, this is where people are going to keep all of their things and or loved ones, yeah. right? Like, you probably shouldn't be messing around with I that. I mean, you know, they can clean it up on the inside. That's up to them. But then tell them that up front, right? Like, like if 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 that's the case, then tell me it's gonna it's gonna it's a fixer up or it's gonna cost this much, so I'm gonna take this much off the price right, because right, you're right. gonna have to spend that much money anyway, right? Like be upfront because like a, I feel like a real estate agent is gonna tell you, well, don't even look at that. Like that's a bad look. That's Let's true. look at these houses. Or if you do look at that, only offer this much because you're gonna have to spend X amount of dollars to make it livable. So you're saying it has to be a balance between what the customer needs or like no, it's something like making the customer feel good about their purchase or something. Or I mean, you and again, right? Like you. I guess everybody has to everybody has to be an adult about the situation, right? Like yeah. you have to understand that you're being sold to and um like the goal is for the person that you're working with to make money as yes. well, right? Right. But at the same time, they don't make money if your experience is terrible, right? Like what's the old adage you can shear a sheep many times, you shave them bald, you can only shave them bald once, right? I've never in my life heard that. You just educated me on something. It's an old saying, I think I heard it at the poker table. But um the the idea is that it's better to sell somebody something that is good and true and right. maybe slightly overpriced or like okay. you know you you get you some two percent on your fee when you know you you could have charged them three or whatever the right, case right, may right. be as opposed to selling them like a former crack house 
at a, a, a McMansion price. You this know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, all right, because you can do that once. You can do that, yes, but that. Ruins but then, your like, you're never gonna be able to sell them anything again, True. and you can't talk to anybody that they know either, right? Like, if that's that's the that's that's the the, the long game of a salesman, and that's to me the difference between like a salesman and like you know your two bit hustler, right? Like they're 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 just thinking about the next the next con, the next griff, the next you know the next mark. Whereas a salesman, long term, like I want these people to come back to me, mm. and so I have to. I ha- there has to be a level of of quality and honesty to the interaction in order for the person to want to come back, right? Like if if you sell it to them and it breaks the next day, why would they're only going to come back to you to complain? And if right. you ghost them, then like you know that that you can't you can't do business with that person again and if you happen to run anybody into anybody that knows them they will likely not want to do business with you because they're going to tell they're going to scream it from the hilltops like this dude you know sold me an old trap house right which the way the internet works that's instantaneous exactly like it's you can only do that for so long before you're on somebody's you know truth page or something and they got you to do an all kind of youtube exposés heaven forbid tmz gets a hold of you right right um so like you said people should come into those mindsets knowing this is right. Like if you, when you're looking, that's when that's the thing. That's why I like I I like to be sold to, and I know that I will be spending more money than if I did the research myself and then just went on Amazon and bought the products. Right? Like that's the that is the most efficient way generally to get a product. You mm-hmm. go in, you get sold to, you get the information. Like oh, okay, I'll think about it. You go home and you buy it off Amazon. Like that's what's putting Best Buy out of business. That's what put Circuit City out of business. That's what put your favorite interstore right, out of business. The first thing you think of is, oh, I wonder if they have it on Amazon. Right. You go, you talk to them and you get educated in person at the store. And then you go check. All right. Well, I'll be back and I'll be back as well. Let's see if Amazon has it cheaper. And they always do because they don't have to pay for overhead and they don't explain anything to you. If you no. can't read. So tough luck. That's that's true. Or you can't follow along their videos now. They right. Have, like, people explaining the products. Now. Right. So, well, you, yeah, no. You're bad. Right. Like it, it's all up to the refund policy on the item that you bought. We don't you know, there is no margin for error. It just is what it is. Um. So, you know, I, I think that as a result of that, you know, the art of selling is kind of lost. And like the, the so there is a lot more of the, the two pit hustler approach. Like I need to just get this sale because they probably won't be back because eventually this person will find out about Amazon and, you know, they won't come back to me whether I do a good job or not. Um, but so <laughs> two bit seller or real two bit seller or professional seller, those people that are in Costco that are trying to sell you, uh, those, uh, like the like trial. When trying to leave when they're trying to sell you air no, conditioners not, and stuff. Yeah, no, well, yes, yeah, no, no, not the air conditioning. When you're walking around, they have like those free samples out there and they're trying to sell you. Is that a two bit seller or a hustler or is no, that cause they work for Costco? Seller? They don't, they're not, it doesn't matter if you buy it or not, right? Okay. Like, they, I think that they rotate that, like, they'll also work the cash register, they'll also be driving the forklift, they'll also be, you know, empty in the trash. I like, I don't know how they rotate the jobs at Costco, but that I don't think that those are brand representatives, mm, okay, that like get commissioned off of you know crackers sold or whatever like i think it's just a, you know it's it's probably something that new people have get stuck doing until they get a nice registered position or like something in back of house where they just do stock early in the morning or whatever gotcha. their their preferred shift is they probably everybody gets rotated through that because all you do like they don't have to, some of them don't even talk to you some some people are super you know you know and but actually they do they have both now that I think, because there are people like my mom bought these. Uh, I don't know, like my, all I can think, they're not flavored tortillas, but they bought. She bought like this bread thing. Gosh, breads. There you go. Yeah. I think those people make those breads 
because they're always talking and selling and right. talking so and selling and talking. Sellers. Those, yeah, but what? Well, again, yeah, they're, those are just good sales. Like we were putting them into two categories. Yeah, because it doesn't Not like either. the bread doesn't mold as soon as you get it home. It doesn't have ants in it. It okay. does, you okay. know, it doesn't <clears throat> make your house smell like old eggs. It's just it. They believe that it's good quality bread because they either make it or they bought into you know whatever it is. They yeah, believe right. in it and they think you should buy it because it's good and it's reasonably priced, right? Like so. That's that's just a good passionate salesperson versus like it like what you know what I described previously. They, you Too get the bread person. home and it's it come you know the the expiration date is yeah. you peel the sticker off and it expires tomorrow and it's supposed to be good for two weeks and you know you go to sleep wake up now there's mold everywhere. Those people that sell rap CDs or used to sell rap CDs. I don't even know if they do. Well, they still do it because I've seen them at Venice Beach doing it. And I'm like, there's social media. What do you even play the CD? I on? don't know. Uh, two bit hustlers or cars sellers. don't have CD players in them anymore. Two bit hustlers, professional sellers, or do they not fit in any other category? I think the create one. For they them? are like lost time travelers or something. Like what? Who are you? Is I? I guess bad two bit hustlers. Maybe? Okay. Or, I, no, because I guess I don't know. Because some back in the day, sometimes the CD quality was rather poor. So it was kind of a two-bit hustler kind okay. of thing because I'm not coming back to you to buy a CD that I have to turn volume all the way up so I can hear mm. that a whisper, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not – I don't want to experience that again. Um, if it's, you know, the kid selling his mixtape or, like, you know, his, his a DJ selling his mixes, that's different, right? Okay. That's, that's something that they believe in, that they made, they want you to hear. Sometimes that quality is equally poor, but, you know, that's that's the struggle, right? If you only got $38 worth of studio time, you're not going to have time to, you know, mix that shit down. It's, it's going to sound how it's going to sound. Fair. Bartenders, two-bit hustlers or uh, professional sellers? That's a job. I don't I, I think that's I mean, but just. But they got to sell. Selling is part of their job. You ask them, hey, what's good or what would you like? Like, there's the bartenders, I feel, that are like, hey, what would you like to drink? And they, you know. I guess some... it depends on the setting, right? Like, if you're at a hotel or something, you just make dr- drinks yeah. and it doesn't matter right people right. are gonna come in there and order stuff you yeah. gotta juggle and all that type of stuff and you got like signature cocktails and you got stuff with you know upside down beers and umbrellas and people sitting in chairs right. and so you know i guess it depends <laughs> people sitting in chairs kind of uh, are you going to? <laughs> I'm, none I've, i'm in the dad cave i'm, I'm just fan i'm a, this is what my fantasy of oh, bars got I, is what i think they might be like yep. these days because i ain't been out all the kids six five six so like eight years anyway um that that's a job right like i guess yeah it's you gotta sell, but it's you gotta file taxes. Like I don't know, it's. Because mm. <sighs> I mean, selling is a job, like you said. Like it's not to get into the nitty gritty, but just right, if you right. throw them in a category. I just it. I look at that more because I look at that more as a like a um a formal job. It's like all the other stuff that you you've we've d- discussed. It's people. Like selling a, a thing that they believe in okay. or a, a thing that doesn't work. Yes, right? correct. Um, so with with bartenders, nobody really has any stake in the game. They're just selling drinks. Okay, okay. Um, so, I mean, I if see. anything, it's going to lean towards salesmen because you can't like, like – Unless you're talking like, like people serving drinks at stadiums because they're super watered down and they're three uh, times as much as they should be, nah, but they have no control they over have that. No control, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like they're That's, not promoting it. It's just and these are neither prices. do. If you think about it, neither do bartenders, right? Like they don't have direct control over the prices of the drinks that they, they are like, serving. Uh, make you get like a more pricier liquor for 
they can, but they they don't set the price points. Like they don't have they don't have ultimate control okay. over uh, what they're selling. So you like have to have control of it. To you don't. More so to I mean, you don't have to, but from to me, like I think that that's that's where the selling comes in. Um, because you have that control, you have that vested interest. Like if you don't sell, you don't make any money. It's very like a bartender. You've come in there to drink. You're not selling them on anything, right? Like the the, the sell has already been made. Once you Got came you. through the doors, okay. we do one thing here: we serve drinks. Got you. Whereas a salesman has to get you in that mindset of willing to want to buy. Like I didn't walk go to the car wash to buy the air freshener. You know what I'm saying? Like so, they have to put you in a new state of mind. Whereas a bartender, they're doing a job. So the agreement already is 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 made when you enter the building. You're here to buy something to drink. If you're here for too long, you don't buy something to drink. I'm gonna ask you what you're doing here. Right, like a salesman can't ask you why have you been at the car wash so long and not bought any of my air freshener. So, really awkward. Yeah, no, I got you. so I feel like that's the difference of like you know a, a, a sales <laughs> environment versus like a job with a sales quota or like a sales component. Is there still a base salary if you don't sell anything? If nobody comes in to buy drinks, the bartender still gets paid that day because it's not their fault that nobody came to your bar. Or your restaurant, right? Like, it, and if it is, you have to build that up. Like, if their drinks are so terrible that people stop coming, you're not going to figure that out in one day, right? You're going to keep paying this dude to make drinks until, like, dude, why is nobody coming to my bar? Like, oh, you've been serving people, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Lacroix water instead of actually serving them, you know, beer and drinks. That's why nobody's coming here. You're fired. <laughs> All right, but, Fair enough. No, I got you. You know, it's like because there's that lack of control because because the agreement's already made. There's not really any selling taking place. There are knowledgeable bartenders and there's, you know, dumb ones or not knowledgeable ones, like good and bad, of course. But it's still, I don't know that there's a whole lot of selling that has to be done because the person's already there to buy. Gotcha. Um, And that's the first hurdle, like they think of a salesperson, is getting someone in the mindset to buy something in the first place. Where The the bartender doesn't have to get over that first hurdle. It's more of what would you like to buy since you're in here to buy something. Uh, and so, you know, they just, they don't have to work as hard. I think a salesman has to, like, they have to get you, first they have to get you in the mind to buy, then they have to convince you that what they're selling is the thing you should buy. Because sometimes they'll mess up and be like, oh, I should get that, but there's a better one down the street. Thanks. And they walk off on you. Fair enough. So, like, they got to do a lot of juggling. They got to give, they got to give information, but not right. too much. Like, they want you to be informed, but they want you to be infor- so informed in a way that makes you think that what they're selling is the, the, the thing that you need. Right. Uh, again, uh, the bartender situation, they don't have to do any of those things because it's, do you want a mixed beverage? Do you want a straight shot? Do you want beer or wine? Like, these are the options. What do you want? Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's like trying to say, it's pick one. And you go to In N Out and they offer you. Yeah, we got six things. <laughs> that, young, that young person really sold me on that food. Like, nah, it's, no, it didn't. Like, you option. can read the menus. <laughs> You're literate, uh, and maybe not because there's only like four words and pictures. Well, so we know, don't we not even confirm that you can read. Fair enough. Esteemed podcasters like yourself, two bit hustlers or salesmen. Um, I think generally salesmen. I think it can get you know two bit hustly with the the social media presence of the buy in followers and the like you know follow for a follow back and that kind of thing. But I mm. think the I think the work and passion that goes into creating you know your podcast or your thing makes it a a salesman kind of thing because at the end of the day you believe in what you're making right like even if how you're getting people there may not be the most honest way you're doing that because probably the honest way hasn't been working for you so now you're trying to do whatever you can to get people to pay attention to the thing that you you truly believe in so if if you do you know if you 
you know, as long as you're not sacrificing goats and casting spells, you know, as long as you're not jumping out the window with it, right? Like you just, if you, if, if, I don't know if you, you know, what is it, clickbait stuff like that? That's that's the that's the nature of the internet anyway, right? So you know, if if that's working and you're making a few people angry, but you also are getting people that are like, oh man, well you did trick me, but this is actually interesting, right? Like if it's if you are getting wins from that, then who am I to say not to do that, right? Like, and that's, to me, it's. It's like a two-bit hustler approach to, uh, the, you know, a salesman environment, right? Like you're getting people through the door in kind of a shady way, but it's because you believe in what you're selling and you can't, like, doing it the right way wasn't working. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, I guess there there are aspects of it that can be kind of, you know, a little a little sketchy. But it's, again, because it's still very new, right? Like, it's right. kind of the Wild West. The things are, like, the, the, the rules, regulation, norms, uh, you uh, courtesies all that stuff is still being ironed out yeah so not common knowledge or i got you right right so you know it's who's to even say that that it truly is gets things that we think are you know frowned upon now two years from now might be industry standard like you this never know we, i mean yeah and so like but at the end of the to the end of the day though i think that if if you are creating something and you genuinely believe in it and you are then trying to sell it to people then you know it's just a it's a, a consummate salesman kind of situation it, you can go about it different ways and you might go you know go about it in a uh, a less than positive or glamorous light but the 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 core is good the right. the the intentions are there and that matters to me in, in this situation um, so I think that, that this podcast, any kind of, any kind of creator or art situation, I think, um, ultimately at least always starts out as a, as a genuine, just trying to, you know, be a good salesperson and, and get you to, to buy the thing that I made that I believe in. Gotcha. It can, okay. it can get lost if, you know, you do a little too well, too fast or whatever, like, you know, things can get messed up, but I think initially it starts out from a good place. Well, this has been another exciting episode of Economics 101 with Head of Oh, no, it's definitely not that. Oh, that wasn't. I never took economics. Oh. Mm-mm. Well, you were yeah. given basic, you know, economical information about buying and selling. No, no. No, that's what we no, were. Oh. I, was, I don't know anything about buying. I just, I, you know, I know how to talk for long periods of time. Um. <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, you know what? <laughs> the runway is on its way. Uh, why don't you go ahead and sell I mean, and land this podcast? I, I guess I understand supply and demand, but you learned that in like fourth grade. You know what I'm saying like lemonade stands and stuff. So I don't, I don't. It's not even called economics. I think that's social studies. <laughs> so I, maybe I'm your your resident social studies specialist. I can tell you all the different jobs and what they do. Um, and I can probably Google how much they pay for you if you're just too lazy to do that. Um, but you know, if you want to hear my opinion on things, then, um, that this is, that is what I can offer. I can offer a reasonably educated, um, what I think to be logical opinion. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that a quality, honest sales pitch is a good thing. Um, you know, nobody wants to be hustled. Nobody wants to be, you know, got over on. So, you know, like, you know, nobody wants to be sold a lemon. Nobody wants to buy fake Jordans. Nobody wants to buy, you know, a, a CD that is really just, you know, a, a Jamaican dude's mixtape, right? Like, I, I wanted, I wanted Drake. This is not Drake. I know he thinks he's Jamaican, but this is an actual Jamaican, right? Like, so nobody, that, that's not an, a pleasant experience. You can only do that once, right? You're going to have to pack up. You can't go to the same barbershop twice, right? You do that in the wrong shop, they'll throw clippers at you. 
you come back. So, you know, just it, I, but I do think there is something to be said about being like, if you're in a selling environment, if you're selling cars, if real estate, I think there's something to be said about being knowledgeable, charismatic, you know, especially in real estate, they all like to wear your super fancy suits and be all extra fly. And if that works, if that makes people, you know, feel more confident in, in your ability to secure them a house, then by all means, you get the bow ties, wear the heels, do the whole thing. Um, and I think like, you know, those, that is that is a lost art that I think is important, right? I think the presentation is important. I think being knowledgeable is important. I think being personable, you know, you know, I think being just socially intelligent and aware when in a sales environment is extremely important and appreciated by, you know, the customer, i.e. myself, right? Like when, when a person goes to spend money, it's already well. For the average person, when it goes, you go come time to spend money, it's already a stressful experience because you probably don't have enough of it, right? So the last thing I want to do is have to now also do research and, and, you know, do, do character, you know, observation and background. Do I trust this person? Do they really know what they're talking about? And like, I, I want to feel like you know what you're talking about and I want to, to feel like I am getting a good deal. And I am buying the right thing and the best thing for me and or that I can afford at the time. And, you know, that the best way you do that is, you know, being educated, looking the part and and, you know, being a little bit of a salesman. And if you can upsell, if you can honestly upsell me because, you know, I will be able to use said advantages or perks that the next level brings then by all means but you know again you if you if you upsell me the one time and i end up never using the thing the way that you said i would i might not come back and that gets great that, that gets murky too because sometimes people don't like you know you'll buy a computer with like a, a, a whole bunch of space because you think you're gonna finally write that novel or whatever and then you don't get around to it that's not the salesman fault right so you gotta let's all be adults here and if you know if if i sell you a peloton and you only get on the thing twice it it works just fine. And you'd, all the classes that you bought, had you got on it more than twice, you probably could have used. It's not my fault. You did your lazy, right? So let's all take accountability and be responsible adults in this situation. If I sell you something and and I offer you features that you have to take advantage, you have to take action to take advantage of and you don't take action, you can't blame me for that. But if you do take action, then like, you know, I actually do have to, I have to pay for the third class on the Peloton, I was supposed to have 10 free. Like now we have a problem, right? Like, because I was supposed to get 10 free. Why is the third one asking me for seven ninety nine? So, you know, just let's all be adults here. Let's, let's understand that it is a selling environment and they do do better the more they sell. So they're going to be inclined to, to mention the next best thing. Um, but like when I was selling stuff, I would tell somebody like, this is, you know, the next level up for what you're trying to do. It doesn't sound like you'll need that, but you know, in case you're interested, maybe I don't know the whole scope of the project. This is the next thing. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they don't, but that way, you know, it's, they don't feel like I tricked them into buying extra space they'll never use. So, you know, just be an adult, understand the situation. If everybody, if, if everybody acted that way, then I feel like the, the way of the salesman probably wouldn't have died so fast. People would have, would have wanted to stick with their salesman because they treated them well. Like that's my guy, right? Like that's my TV guy. I bought eight TVs from this dude. He knows about all the new features before they come out. Right. You know, he knew about plasma before anybody else did. I had the first plasma on the block. People, people buy into that stuff, right? Like people like local businesses. They like, they like feeling like, you know, they got the inside scoop on something. Um, but you know, be, because of big business and because, 
because there was not the incentive to continue doing that, it, it, it sort of just got eroded away and now people just buy and sell. And there's not a whole lot of actual like salesmanship in that process. Um, you know, I blame Amazon. Target's still there, but they don't sell again. They don't sell stuff at Target. Target is a warehouse full of warehouse workers. They just stock shelves and they happen to know where stuff is because they put the stuff on the shelf. But nobody will sell you anything. I try to go buy a computer product. You half the time you can't find anybody in electronics. You gotta go hunt somebody down, and they don't work in the department. They don't know how none of this stuff. Shout out to Target though. I like I like Target. I don't want to mess up my sponsorship. Um, you know, so. Um, go to Target and get yourself an iPod and no, don't get an iPod. That's an old man statement. Go to Target and get yourself a God, what do people listen? How do you I don't know, get a computer and download Spotify and then go listen to the show? I think that's complicated. There's gotta be a better way to do that. Um that's what I'm, I'm gonna go figure out the best way to buy something from Target to listen to the show and then I'm, I'll get back to y'all so in the meantime just keep listening to it how you're listening to it already because I'm assuming that you're hearing me now um yeah think about that 